Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. We were talking about on the podcast the 39 or 35 kids that were rescued in Georgia, yeah. and it was a blip in the news. Like how? And but meanwhile, I saw a thousand articles on how mean Ellen is. Yes, <laughs> Ellen's mean. She's so mean. Meanwhile, there's like yeah. people are out there risking their life to stop human trafficking. They're they're rescuing children yes. from human trafficking. probably seen in the news or on Facebook how, in the last three months, over 100 children were found safe as a result of special operations to find missing and exploited children. Hundreds of thousands of juveniles are reported missing to the FBI each year. The majority of those children, typically around 95%, ran away. In cases where children are abducted, it is far more common for a non-custodial parent to be the kidnapper. Traffickers tend to prey on people who are economically and socially vulnerable, such as youth who are living in poverty or on the streets or experience physical or sexual abuse or addiction. They pose as a friend offering meals, gifts, or just a sympathetic ear. In some cases, traffickers may use another young person to befriend or recruit their victims. The recruitment can happen in public places such as malls or sporting events, as well as online through social media sites, or through false advertisements or promises about job opportunities that might appeal to young people such as modeling or acting. The summer I turned 12, I ran away from home and I went to nearby Washington, D.C. <clears throat> I'd been being abused and nobody would listen to me, so I ran away from home. In DuPont Circle, a young woman approached me and um, she said she wanted to help me and she understood how I felt. And I went back with her to her apartment and uh, sadly, her trafficker was there. She had been out like recruiting other young, other runaways. Maybe she'd been one herself one, one day. Um, one day they took me to the corner of 14th and I streets, not that far from here, in our nation's capital, and they sold me to a trafficker from New York. And I can remember that day like it was yesterday. My memory's pretty messed up from some of the stuff I've been through, but I can remember that day. I remember the money exchanging hands, and I remember him driving me up to New York and I remember him taking things up a notch, you know, really. He programmed me, and I use that word on purpose, he programmed my young mind. He knew exactly how to create a commodity out of a human being. He knew how to create a trauma bond. I always get asked, why didn't you just leave? How could that be possible? I bonded with the trafficker. He knew how to create that bond. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says that abductions by strangers are the rarest types of cases of missing children. Strangers are most likely to attempt to abduct a child as they head to or from school. 
Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen said in a statement that the U.S. Marshals Service this year has recovered more than 440 missing children. The operation in Georgia led to the recovery of 39 children in August and one in September found eight missing children in Indiana. The U.S. Marshals told Reuters that a majority of the 39 were runaways who fell into the human trafficking realm and that 15 were sex trafficking victims. Sometimes children disappear because they get kidnapped or run away. Sometimes, even creepier, they disappear and yet haven't vanished. Not physically, but mentally and socially. Children who are sexually assaulted are at the greatest risk for any number of negative factors in life. Child marriages are legal. Some parents are fully aware of their children being sexually assaulted. Maybe they're willing participants. Maybe they harbor abusers or maybe they just care so little for their own children. In many states, in the United States, children marriages are legal. Children as young as 13 can be married to adults in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and older legally. And you wonder, how can this be done? Surely not in my city or state. There are little girls that are knowingly abused at home. A parent finds out, shames them, and blames them. A parent, out of their embarrassment about their child being pregnant, or because of their strictly conservative views, many have forced their children to marry their abuser. Most, but not all of these child marriages are forced. Forced or not, going through with a child marriage benefits only one person, the abuser. There is one massive benefit to marrying a child, and that is to protect themselves from charges. One abused child put it this way, the marriage was a way to cover up the rape. The marriage was a way to keep me from being an unwed teen mother. The marriage was a way to avoid any child services investigations. The marriage was a way to avoid child neglect charges against my parents. The marriage was a way to keep my husband out of prison. And you're probably thinking, how can this happen? I mean, I'm sure it's illegal in my town. So I looked it up. I looked up the law in my county that if you're 16 or 17, you just need your parents' permission. If you're 14 or 15, a judge needs to sign off on it. Some states have banned this practice altogether, but most have these loopholes. The main problem with these loopholes is that while you can marry at 14 or 15 years old, you can't divorce until you're 18. A lawyer can't provide counsel to you until you're 18. And the data shows that people married under 18 drop out of school, 
live under the poverty level throughout their lifetime, have multiple children with their alleged abuser, and require a lifetime of government assistance. The only people that oppose changes to the law are those that are honestly older people who have had parents that got married when they were in their teens. And those that feel like the government shouldn't have a say, but yet want to let them devote or even be free via divorce until they're 18. There are some states who allow child marriages and would permit a divorce or permit a counsel from an attorney via the marriage certificate. They view the marriage certificate as proof, sufficient proof, of an emancipation from their parents, thus making them an adult. And several women I've seen speak on their personal stories uh, all agree on one thing. And that is that all the red flags about their circumstances were ignored by many institutions. Ignored by their school and their teachers. Ignored by their friends and their families. Ignored by neighbors. And ignored by medical professionals who turned their eye and raised no questions that would have protected them. The most vulnerable person is a child and the most impressionable person is a teenager now how yes, do they is. how do they find out about child trafficking like what what do they how do they infiltrate so usually it's local law enforcement that recognizes uh, some abnormalities in the behavior of some of the children um, usually it's certain areas, certain shops, certain businesses that are kind of harboring these people. A lot of them just get stopped because, I mean, it's kind of really odd if you're in a van or an 18-wheeler and then there's like 20 kids in it. It's weird. And we, as a culture, have got to work with local law enforcement to start to curb this thing because that's where the rubber meets the road. I don't know if you saw the story. I don't know if you could pull it up, sir. But if you saw the story about the flight attendant yes. um, that helped out. Yes, the girl. That yes. recognized the abnormality yes. of a girl on a flight by herself and, and saved her life. Yes. And they had the authorities on the ground when the plane Waiting. landed. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. We got. We have got to see more of that. And so this is this is how we talk about the Army. You got to police your own troops. We, we got to police our own. If we are just uh, uh, acutely, acutely aware of the abnormalities and the behavior of young children who clearly are under duress, we cannot turn a blind, a blind eye to it. Why is this not a bigger story in mainstream news? Oh. This is one of the things that concerns me. I don't understand why you're not seeing this on CNN. This is Every not day. Yeah. Why aren't we seeing this every day on CNN? Right. That story right there should be leading on everything. primetime news. Everything. That should be leading. 72... Missing children rescued. Yes. So how how are they, they? They can't. It can't be just that they're randomly discovering what these kids in a truck, or they see a kid on a plane acting weird, and that's how they catch everybody. Like, right. how are they infiltrating? Like how? Because there's there's also a, a bunch of guys that are former spec ops guys right. that are that are working to fight child trafficking. How are they doing this? So, 
the solution to this, in my opinion, and I'll, I'll get, I'll get, to, I'll get to your answer okay. in a second. The solution to this, in my opinion, is actually, and I would be in huge favor of this, of literally starting a separate task force to address this in known hotspots. The other way we're finding out, as to answer your question, the, the other way that we're finding out as to how they're infiltrating is really if you go to hubs of the world, like Houston, you go to coastal cities where people are actually bringing people into the country, that's exactly where you're going to find a lot of it. So if you just kind of hang out around these areas, then then you'll see a lot more of it. You'll discover a lot more of it. 